hot. And it's 5-0 Houston here in the second. He's homered in four straight games. And it's a five-run Astro lead. Dervish stays cold. How do you not start Kershaw? Fire the manager, whatever his name is. Davey Johnson. Do you prefer George the Spaniel Springer, which I called him last night, or just calling calling him Jerry? Sports Illustrated predicted the Houston Astros winning the 2017 World Series when they drafted Springer in 2014. Interesting. In, in the midst of three of the losingest seasons in the history of all sports. Oh, that's right. Didn't they say 2017 World Series yes. champions? Yep. And the, guy, is... and the guy they had on the cover was this Springer guy who ended up winning the, the, the MVP. When Houston lost 100-plus games three years in a row, which nobody's ever done. Uh, well, they are in the midst of that. So there you go. Well, if Sports Illustrated predicts who's going to win the Stanley Cup three years from now. I may throw down 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well done, I say. Well done. Something else I was going to mention that's worth mentioning, but I don't remember what it is. Damn it. The uh, Navy has issued their report on the two collisions that killed 17 of our brave young men uh, over the summer. I think it was all men, wasn't it? If, it, if there were women, I, I apologize, men and women. Um, here's what happened. The collisions happened because, among other reasons, the crew didn't take required maneuvering actions until far too late. To not have a collision. Ah, oh, so if I if I had a wreck, I didn't get out of the way. Or, or, or They also didn't contact the container ship and didn't alert their own captain. So stop running into stuff is the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. It was the, uh, that, that was the USS Fitzgerald that hit that container ship. Um, Fellas, it's been good to know you. Didn't alert the captain, didn't contact the container ship, and didn't start maneuvering till too late. The August 21st collision of the USSS John S. McCain with an oil tanker was caused by a complete loss of, quote, situational awareness. A sailor in charge of steering didn't realize he was. Oh. Another sailor only reduced speed on one side of the ship without realizing it, which, of course, would cause the ship to turn, and the captain couldn't figure out what was going on or why the ship was turning toward the tanker. Admiral John Richardson said in a statement Wednesday, we are a Navy that learns from mistakes. I assume he went on to say that they'll, you know, alter training, blah, blah, blah. But as we guessed at the time and as we were tipped off from various uh, Navy authorities, it's going to be floundering and discouraging human failure because the technical systems are there. Well, what are you going to do? Hey, back to the World Series. I, I had heard that the Astros dude proposed after the game. I didn't know it was, like, on camera. Right, right let, on the field. Let me hear that audio. Uh, that sounds fantastic and romantic. Uh, it's World Series 3. Daniela Rodriguez, you make me the happiest man in the world. Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Oh my god! How much is the World Series money again? Oh my god! Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes? <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's, uh, all the cameras are on, sweetie. I'm... I'm, I'm getting yes from your reaction, but uh, I'd like to hear it. So while he's For being while he's being interviewed, turns to her and does that, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah. That's romantic. Then he takes her to the pitcher's mound and huh? <laughs> oh, oh boy, uh, highest testosterone level on the planet, right there. That young man, huh? Just won the World Series. Then he gets his girlfriend to marry. Oh my gosh! Why didn't you start Kershaw? It's <laughs> a question everybody's asking. <laughs>
So I'm reading about this thing. I need to read more to figure out. Are you using the Feldenkrais method for chronic pain? Not that I'm aware of. This is the hot new thing. There's always a hot new like exercise or diet or mindset mm-hmm. that's very popular in the New York Times crowd. And this is the, the Feldenkrais method for chronic pain. It actually kind of makes some sense. It's like a- ancient Eastern philosophy, right? It always is. Okay. Always is. Sure. You're, you're mocking, if Sean? If it's Western... Then it's stupid. It can't be right. It's stupid. But if it's Eastern, you automatically embrace it because sure. that makes you seem exotic. I, I was just chuckling at the concept of a trendy mindset. That, that struck me as funny. <laughs> well, come on. Take some Oxycontin like a man. Mind- That's how you deal with pain. Mindfulness has been very popular for the last couple of yeah. years until somebody recently decided mindfulness is a stupid idea. If you're washing the dishes, the last thing you want to do is be in the moment. You want to be daydreaming about something else <laughs> right. or, or any number of other dumb things you have to do throughout your day. I'd rather be in the moment when I fell off my bike than do this. <laughs> but this this thing, I'm going to read more about. It's kind of interesting uh, how we all develop bad habits for uh, the way we use our bodies. And we're, we're using little muscles to lift heavy things and, and, and posture and all kinds. I guarantee a posture plays a role. Oh, yeah. they've, they've learned over uh, recent years that if you have good posture, it sends the feel-good chemicals out in your brain. Isn't that funny? The feedback system works both ways. Your, your mom was right, or your teacher or whoever. You slouch, and your brain says, we should feel bad right now because of the way we're sitting. I feel slouchy. And if you sit up straight, your endorphins are floating around, and your positive vibes. And smiling actually sends happy chemicals around. Frowning sends around bad chemicals. I've actually uh, instituted that in my own life. When I'm angry and don't want to be, I'll smile intentionally. You look a little like, uh, well, like a, uh, like a crazed dog about to attack, but... I generally turn away from humans so they don't see what is a mix of a smile and a grimace and a threatening dog. <laughs> but it works. It's amazing. It does. It's amazing. You've noticed it in your own body. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, do- I'm it happy do- you force yourself to smile it, looking like a kukula. I mean, it doesn't make you overjoyed all of a sudden, but it, it takes the edge off, as they say. It so, shifts the focus in, so, in some ways. You're focusing on smiling now, the, the other thing. I, don't know, it's, I think it's a, one of those side yeah, effect things as well. Well, maybe, but it's uh, the brain chemicals. Um, <laughs> so what, uh, what, what about the, the pain thing? Feldenkrais yeah. uh, method? Um, it's about being more aware of your body, of course. And um, uh, not only the posture stuff and everything like that, but we, we regularly get in the habit of like lifting things with our small muscles instead of our big muscles and cause ourselves pain throughout our lives. Okay. Whether it's uh, the way we walk, run, lift, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm so not, cut it out. I'm gonna read up on this. Yeah, it's just, so stop doing that. Hey All Doc, right. it hurts when I do this. Can we have a link at ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com? Because I want to read more about that. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. I'll yeah. do some stuff, but I'm not changing the way I walk. That's that's set. I'm not sure you can. Yeah. Could you change the way you walk? Absolutely. That would take a lot of effort. <laughs> do a little, or like the uh, North Koreans marched by old fathead during those parades. They kind of, it's a goose step with a jump in there, leaping. That's very jaunty. I knew somebody that swung both of their arms in unison when they walked. Oh, boy. That's a person not to be trusted. That's odd. That's odd. But walking is clearly pretty genetic. I mean... There are people who walk like that. They have a potato chip in their hiney, as the old saying goes. Uh-huh. Um, hard to imagine how it got there. That's what the old saying says. Odd practice. Right. Uh, what? Where were we? Walking. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Posture. Right. right. Yeah. Changing your walk. <laughs> doing these things. Oh, so oh, now I remember what I was going to say. So we'll have a link to that. 
uh, under hot links at armstrongandgettyradio.com. Also, we talked about this at length during the 7 o'clock hour. What time is it? Yeah, we probably ought to break. We have Matt Zapatoski uh, coming up. Um, is Matt still with the Washington uh, Post? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I, or That's was he the guy who switched over? No, to that, oh, Matt's it was Tankersley yeah. that switched over to Vox, was it? Yes, indeed. Matt Zapatoski of the Washington Post coming up in a moment or two. But we talked at length about the Donna Brazil article in Politico. It's a preview of her book in which she dis- discusses the armed takeover of the Democrat Party by Hillary Clinton and her campaign and how the fix was in far more than we ever dreamed not only against Bernie, but against anything. Hillary's campaign owned the DMC, the DNC. Took all the money for themselves. According to Donna Brazil. It's really shocking stuff, but really interesting. You can find it at armstrongundgettyradio.com. It's yeah. and, not und. A lot more good stuff on the way, including our guest on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Revelations of the last couple of years have come from the TV show The Biggest Loser. Remember that? Because yeah. of the, most of the Biggest Loser people gained their weight back. Plus some. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot learned about the, you know, we, our body gets a set point or whatever. Well, there's a new thing out based on Biggest Losers contestants who have kept the weight off. New guidelines for how much you should exercise every day. You aren't exercising that much. Uh-oh. I know I'm not. Oh, boy. So stay tuned for that bad news. Right now, let's turn to a conversation with Matt Zapatoski of the Washington Post. He's written in recent days about the investigation of special counsel Robert Mueller, the question of collusion, the headline, collusion is not a crime by itself. Here are the charges Mueller could be exploring. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hey, good, good. How are you guys? Uh, terrific. Thanks. It's nice of you to join us. So, well, hear, yeah, c- collusion's thrown around so much with just the assumed understanding. We all know that that's punishable by death or something. Collusion. Turns out that's not even a real crime, right? Yeah, that's right. And I mean, the president himself uses this term so you can understand why people get so focused on it. He always says no collusion, but it's not like there's a federal crime that is collusion or colluding with Russia. There are more specific statutes that Mueller is, is is investigating or from what we can glean he's investigating. And those would be like a, a fraud conspiracy, you know, defrauding the United States, coordinating with Russians to influence the election. I think more realistically, there might be some conspiracy to hack. That's what he's investigating as. I'm not saying that he has found that, but collusion itself, no, not a crime. Uh, yeah, it's uh, funny you should bring up the hack thing. It, it escaped me, and I'm kind of kicking myself for it that we had a, a, a gent on this show the other day who reminded us that, yeah, hacking's a felony. And so if there was conspiring in that, um, then then that's a pretty serious crime. Uh, there's so much hacking these days, you almost forget it's a crime. But um, so, so that could definitely be something. Uh, what else of note? 
Yeah, well, I mean, the, the hacking is probably the easiest one to understand. So the conspiracy would work. Uh, you know, this is in a theoretical world. We don't have direct evidence of this yet or, or even really circumstantial evidence that's very strong, but that someone in Trump world would work with Russian hackers and say, hey, target these people or, hey, we'll accept whatever you can find from these people. And then it would be a conspiracy charge that links the Trump campaign to the Russian hackers. And, you know, and then there'd be the hacking charge, which is kind of the underlying crime. Another option is a little more nebulous. It's it's a charge called conspiracy to defraud the United States. That's actually what Paul Manafort and Rick Gates got hit with unrelated to the campaign. Their fraud was not filing the right forms indicating that they were working for Ukrainian interests. In this case, and this might be a little bit of a reach, in this case, the the fraud would be that you're affecting the election. So you're working with the Russian government or, or Russian agents to try to defraud the Federal Election Commission or the, the functioning of the U.S. election. That's another possibility. You know, I need to point out uh, briefly, though, um, the idea of Trump campaign collusion with the Russians is certainly part of the investigation and has been much discussed. Um, there are also uh, some rather loud whispers that um, the Podesta group uh, did a hell of a lot of business with Paul Manafort and Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. And they have a hell of a lot of ties with some of the same bad guys, not to mention the uh, financing of the steel dossier, et cetera, by the DNC. So uh, uh, my prediction is, Matt, and feel free to dispute it, you're going to see plenty of mud landing on plenty of people on both sides of the aisle. No, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I think one of the things we're seeing so far in Mueller's probe is just how messy our political system is. If you look at the Manafort and Gates indictment, and again, this doesn't have anything to do with the Trump campaign, but they use these lobbying firms to mask their kind of money and work in Ukraine. And one of these lobbying firms is the Podesta group, which is led by a prominent Democrat. I mean, it's just like there is so much dirt to go around on all sides of the issue. If you look at the dossier, you know, we now know this wasn't anything to do with the Mueller indictments or charges that were revealed, but we now know that the Clinton campaign funded that. That effort entailed having a former British spy go and work Russian sources for, you know, let's be let's be real, some dirt on Trump. So there's just a lot of mess here. And I don't know if you've read the Donna Brazil excerpts from her book that are out today, but man, the whole 2016 election is just tawdry. <laughs> I haven't read it. A colleague mentioned uh, mentioned something about that to me. But, I, I mean, the sentiment, I think, you know, Mueller is really pulling back the curtain on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, Matt, hey, take it from us. Seriously, brother, read that as soon as you can. It's it's <laughs> abs- it's absolutely amazing. So you 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 combine which which what each campaign were doing to get after each other with the help of Russians or whoever the hell. And then what was going on inside the campaigns with Hillary taking all the money from all the candidates and burning everybody else. Man, it's it's just amazing. It, it's it's. I don't think this is the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. No, I do want to stress though that there's a difference between sort of something being dirty or seedy and Americans not liking it, and Correct. something being illegal. And that's sort of what Bob Mueller has to sort through. You know, can he find a federal? crime here. The charge we saw in Papadopoulos really doesn't have anything to do with collusion or defrauding the U.S. He lied to the FBI, and that's what he got slapped with. So Bob Mueller has to sort, like, dirty American political dealings and 
and I and what I think is going to be interesting if there's a whole bunch of stuff come out, you know, if something's illegal, that's a different thing. But if it's a whole bunch of stuff that we generally as Americans don't like or, or don't think is cool, will we accept it? Are we going to accept it in in our candidates or our side? If our party does it, it's okay. That that's going to be kind of fun to watch. Well. I- you know, which leads me kind of to a question: Is Mueller going to go James Comey on us and and recite chapter and verse of? Pardon me, Matt, but what a bunch of a holes these people are! All of them, both sides, <laughs> but then not charge him with anything, or is is he going to play it a little more, uh, you know, gray suited and dignified? Yeah, I seriously doubt that he's going to go Jim Comey on us. I mean, stylistically, they're just such different people. And I can I think you can see it in the way his office has operated so far. They just, you know, they're like a submarine. They kind of come up, they send the indictments, and then they fade back down into the water. I don't see him. I mean, he's a by-the-book guy. I don't see him giving a lengthy public statement about all the dirty things everyone has done and how he's not going to charge them. If he's going to say something, I think it's going to be in court. Matt Zapatoski of the Washington Post with the metaphor of the day, by the way. Beautiful. Love it. So Oh, and that anticipates actually my next question. Have you gotten any hints, leaks, you know, sniffing the air? How long this investigation might go on? Does anybody have a feel for that? You know, it's hard to say. We know that they've submitted a budget, at least for the for the fiscal year, which began in October. But that's sort of a technical process. You know, that's what they're required to do, and they're required to get it re-upped every year. I mean, I, I think you can get a good hint in these charges, though. I mean, this is a complicated case against Paul Manafort and Rick Gates. The Papadopoulos case is already sort of resolved. But, I mean, this thing is not going to last just a couple more months. This is going to last many more months at a minimum just because of that case. And we don't have any indication like that this is it, you know, that they have charged Manafort and Gates, that they got this guilty plea out of a fairly young guy on the Trump campaign. and They're just walking away. So, I mean, I think at a minimum we're talking about a year and, and maybe we're talking about multiple years. Then then we're into the next presidential election. Do boy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that that might be something that they have to contend with. Right. There are Justice Department rules about what you can do, what overt steps you can take when it comes time for elections. So, you know, depending on how long this thing lasts, we'll see if you know ongoing elections affect what they're doing. Well, thank God no uh, criminal investigation would ever influence an election in any way. And nobody's concerned about that. Matt Zapatoski of the Washington Post. Uh, Matt, we're going to be talking about this for some time to come, but we sure appreciate the time. Well done. Anytime. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Uh, how about that, huh? And there's a guy from the Washington Post agreeing with you that there's a decent chance Mueller's going to come out and say, here's what this side did and here's what this side did. Yeah. So I don't want to hear any righteousness out of any of you. You're all a-holes, huh? Um, 90% of America will never hear about the conclusion, or they will only hear the side that serves them. That Probably is my right. cynical Facebook group news taking in uh, analysis. Hey, here's a news headline just came across my phone. Uh-oh. Stents, widely used to ease chest pain for heart patients, are useless, usually, according to a new study that stunned cardiologists. What? We just had a listener who got like seven of them in his chest. Sorry, dude. <laughs> They're just jamming stuff in you for the fun of it. See if it works. So it might can, work. So they can charge you. <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy sells these things. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he probably flies to Hawaii. 
Interesting. That's it. That's, that's, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The conventional You're wisdom. You're telling me what? I'm, I'm t- <laughs> if you'd pipe down. The oh, information I have. And, and listen, I'm, I'm a young, yeah. vital man. But the information. <laughs> the information I have taken in about heart disease and how do I how to avoid it during my adult years has swung so wildly. Really? From from, you know, cholesterol to not cholesterol to to eggs, to bacon, to fat, to carbohydrates, to stents, to no stents, to uh, what was what was the other one? It was a huge one. I can't remember. We complete about face by medicine, by modern medicine, about what to do about heart disease. I just. Should you take uh, the cholesterol drug? Should you not take the cholesterol drug? Just overall, is that good? And stents have been a, a huge lifesaver up until today, evidently. How much exercise do you need to keep weight off? Some new guidelines that might be coming out there. I'm I'm not going to get that much exercise. I, I don't <laughs> More have, than I'm going to do. I don't have that much time. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Dems are jumping all over the just-released Republican tax reform plan. We're going to get into that and more on a top Democrat's charges. Hillary Clinton rigged the election to keep Bernie Sanders from getting the party's nomination. This is what we're talking story. about with Matt Zapatowski. It's mind-blowing. Yes. yes. Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Guinea. While simultaneously not being the least bit surprising. Right. Shocking, yet not surprising. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. They're calling for nearly four times as much exercise as I wasn't doing in the first place now. Uh, wow. <laughs> you know, one of the smartest things I've heard recently about that topic was said to me by a friend of mine who happened to be in his 50s. He said, at my age, there is no way you can exercise your way out of overeating. Your joints can't take it. It's got to be portion control, which is so true. Now, you, you 28-year-olds, yeah, you can burn 50,000 calories a day in the gym. <laughs> Go ahead. But uh, not not as things get a little more creaky. Yeah, so to keep weight off, they're saying four times as much exercise as they were saying before. I'll hit you with the actual numbers coming up. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, House Republicans releasing their tax cut plan. It would slash the corporate tax rate to 20%, lower taxes for most people. Speaker Paul Ryan saying, under the GOP tax bill, a typical family of four will save about $1,182 a year. This plan is for the middle-class families in this country who deserve a break. It is for the families who are out there living paycheck to paycheck who just keep getting squeezed. Ryan adding, the plan's going to repeal the death tax and tax small businesses at 25%, pointing out the complex federal tax code is going to be simplified. We are getting rid of loopholes for special interests, and we are leveling the playing field. We're making things so simple that you can do your taxes on a form the size of a postcard. Really? I hope so. Yeah. I... Uh, and who does that apply to? Everybody? Or just like your 1040EZ crowd? I don't know. Could be the 1040EZ crowd. Meanwhile, House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi saying the Republicans are scrambling to pass a half-baked tax bill that will only benefit the wealthy. The Brian McConnell framework is not reform. It is, again, deficit-exploding, multi-trillion-dollar giveaway to the wealthiest and corporations. I can't understand her anymore. Does yeah. she need new teeth, or did her tongue swell? I'm telling you, she is so far past her prime. She's starting really? to sound like, yes, really, a doddering old person. 
She, the the idea that she is the great brave leadership of the Democrat Party is hilarious. You pair that with the Donna Brazil uh, article in Politico today, right. which is a preview of her book. Um, I'm telling you, both parties are just crumbling. I don't know about uh, Ms. Pelosi's mental faculties, but uh, physically, I can't understand her anymore. Something's gone wrong with her tongue and her teeth. Now, I'm telling you, I hear a lot of her speeches and, and, and her addresses and answers the question. She's, she's uh, fading fast. Really? Yeah, probably want to put an ankle bracelet on her to track her in case she wanders off. Wow. wow. <laughs> As Armstrong and Getty have been reporting this morning, and now the wire services are picking up the story, a top Democrat says Hillary Clinton rigged the Democratic National Committee to ensure Bernie Sanders didn't get the 2016 nomination. And they still barely won. In an excerpt from her new book, Donna Brazil said uh, she has proof Clinton fixed the race against Sanders because after she took over as the interim chief of the DNC in the summer of 2016, Brazil said she discovered a written agreement that gave Clinton control of the party's finances, strategy, and all the money raised. All of it. All of it. Long story short, Obama, Obama had left the DNC and the Democrat Party in mountains of debt, unimaginable, unprecedented debt. Does that sound familiar to anybody? So anyway, the Clinton campaign said, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take on some of that debt, but uh, in return we get everything, everything. We run the DNC now. Yeah. And, the, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and company agreed to it. It's amazing. This uh, story just uh, coming out this hour, the White House is now saying a $100 billion semiconductor company based in Singapore is moving its home address to the U.S. Broadcom Limited makes communications chips, and the company is going to legally relocate to Delaware once the shareholders approve the move, bringing $20 billion in annual revenue revenue, here to the U.S. And they're saying why? White House says it's the largest such move to the U.S. in decades. I do not have a exact reason why, but Broadcom's corporate headquarters already in San Jose, California, and they will remain there. I know but, Delaware has a reputation for that's where you put your shell corporation. Well, at least they it's make in it the really United, easy. At least it's in the United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Houston Astros. Take that, Barbuda. <laughs> Houston. Oh, that's right. That was that was the wrong island nation. <laughs> yeah. That was the one that got wiped out by the hurricane. Yes. I'd like to apologize for my anti-Barbudan rhetoric. I meant the Seychelles or, you know, your other various uh, Canary Island-type places. The Houston Astros winning their first-ever World Series last night. 5-1, to one, Game 7 victory over the Dodgers, winning the championship for the first time in the franchise's 56th season. The Astros fans partying in the Dodgers stands. Astros! Astros! In the middle of all the Dodgers fans, and they just stared at us, and they booed us, and they threw peanuts at us. They hated us! We didn't care. We kept yelling. They kept yelling as these fans. Party all night long, and somehow make an 8 o'clock flight. There you go. I'm still wondering if he made that flight. What's this one? Uh, what's number four there, Sean? Fan gets weepy about Clayton Kershaw. Oh, boy. Is he, oh, work- yeah. is he working my side of the street on that one? I like the side of that. Oh. My heart is really hurt for him. And I want him to know wherever he is that we love him. I think he'll be all right, Granny. Yeah, he'll, he'll There's okay. Nancy Pelosi right there. He's he's young and incredibly wealthy. Yes. He'll, he'll be just fine. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. But he is thinking, why don't you start me? 
last night. I'm I'm the big star, you see, and uh, I did really well both times. They figured his old wing was tired. Said he was ready to go. Yeah, pitchers always say that. I'm going with my my horse. <laughs> You're gonna have a horse? You can't have a horse in the game. <laughs> They don't have mitts for them. <laughs> Clayton Gershaw now takes them out on a horse. Well, if you were going to pitch him for four innings in the middle of the game, you thought he was okay for that. Why didn't you use him at the beginning of the game? I heard that. I heard that. And even Schmoltz, the color guy, said people are really going to be wondering why they didn't start Gershaw. Schmoltz is a white man. Huh? Oh, the color guy. Sorry. <laughs> That's another meeting. Right. I gotta, there you go. I gotta get better headphones. I just, I misheard oh you. God. Oh my god! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Former radioactive waste site off the coast of San Francisco is being turned into a $5 billion housing development project. Residents are already giving it three thumbs up. <laughs> Hilarious! I get it. Mutation humor. <laughs> Speaking of medicine, I read the stent story out of the New York Times. We have it linked under hot links at armstrongandgettyradio.com. It's, you know, as usual... If you just hear the news story... That's what I'm here to do. Oh, boy. Now, go ahead just and read the, the article. Just the misleading headline. Well, yeah. That's what I'm all about. It's definitely more complicated than, than certain people may have made it seem. I don't seem. have time for complexity. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's an interesting study. Uh, well, if you have a stent in your chest, don't, like, grab a kitchen knife and dig it out. Is that what you're concerned about? Right. Yeah. It's 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 it still maybe a good treatment for something. So, uh, how many people have lost weight then gained it back? Everybody who's ever lost weight, Practic- minus one percent. Practically everybody. Right. So they're trying to figure out why that happens, um, and they learned a lot from the TV show The Biggest Loser. And so now, for the last year or so, there's been belief. I remember my doctor telling me about this years ago, but that that. Somehow we get a set point for our weight in our brain, in mm-hmm. our body. Our body decides that's the weight we're supposed to be. And if you lose weight, it does everything it can to get back to your old set point weight. Right. Hoarding calories it doesn't even need. And more. To make sure you never starve again. Yeah. Which is really frustrating. Oh, it's a pisser. I'm telling you, as the kids say. So how much? I don't think the kids say that. <laughs> Sorry. Just kind of grumpy old men say that. Isn't that a pisser? Shut up. <laughs> and uh, so how much exercise do you have to do to keep the weight off? you got to do a lot, more than you should, because your body's doing that whole hoarding calories thing. Mm. Um, so they're now saying, this is based on the biggest loser, the same biggest loser study, you need to do 80 minutes of moderate activity a day or 35 minutes of vigorous exercise. The old guidelines were... 75 minutes of vigorous exercise a week. Now they're saying 35 a day Mm. or 150 moderate a week or 80 a day, which is almost four times as much. That's that's quite a leap in the amount of exercise you're doing. If you want to keep the weight off. You want to keep the weight off. 
But that's Ain't quite, nobody got time for that. That's quite a jump from what they were saying before. If that yeah. wasn't working for you, that might have been why. Yeah. Because they weren't even close to the right numbers, according to their new study. I've really gotten into the 35-minute uh, cardio workout, oddly enough. Um, but I can't do it seven days a week. It'll wear out my back, so i got to find an alternate. Well, you can do the moderate thing, and they don't distinguish between purposeful exercise, like going to the gym or riding a bike or whatever you're doing, to just walking or taking the stairs. I need to wear one of those things on my wrist that keeps track of, uh, you know, moderate exercise of some sort. So Steps. Have a step goal. So I know how much I've done per day and then do the rest to get my 80 minutes at the end of the day. Let me see how many steps I've taken so far today. So I was doing some... I take two, and then somebody picks me up in a, in a little carriage and carries yep. me into the building. Yep. I was curious I've taken <laughs> 26. If there was some sort of <laughs> industry standard of what is moderate exercise, right? Is that yeah. is that just me walking to the walking down the corner or do I have to do something? So in the exercise world, we think of moderate activity as anything that gets your heart rate up to 50 to 60% higher than your its resting rate. So it's got to do something that kind of makes you shorter breath. How about going to the bathroom during the fifth inning? Is that a moderate <laughs> exercise? Probably 50% not. 50% higher than your resting rate. Yes. Interesting. Because I walked all the way to the bathroom and back during the fifth inning. You would probably need to do more. Okay. You got an indoor bathroom or an outhouse? So, so <laughs> The outhouse would count. You Actually, know, my son, he just gets up off the couch. Walks over the sliding glass door, opens it, stands there on the little porch, pees out into the yard. Which is why he is my hero. Then comes back in and finishes his TV show. <laughs> He's not walking all the way down the hall. <laughs> I love him for that. I do that, too. Neighbors love it. <laughs> Good for really. you. They don't want to see your crank. They shouldn't look. So they give some examples of what, what those exercises type might be. Walking two miles in 30 minutes, swimming laps for 20 minutes. Um Gardening for forty-five minutes, raking leaves for thirty minutes. These are all things that they would qualify. These all sound as like things I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, really? What should if I want to be alive? Jumping rope for fifteen minutes, which is Ooh. damn near impossible for anybody who does it. Like I, that's that's one of those things that sounds easy, and then that's you, not moderate exercise. That is no. so hard. Yeah, you watch impossible. little girls; they do it all day. You try to do it today, Jocko? Huh? Just yeah. put we'll on a, a three or four minute song and try to jump rope the whole time. Most people won't be able to do it. Yeah, I, I have more problem with the timing of it, not falling on my face or smacking my ankles repeatedly. Plus the <laughs> the jiggling, the jiggling is disconcerting. <sighs> and once you're completely out of exercising, getting into it just seems impossible. Mm-hmm. When you're in it, as I have been in it at various times in my life, it's not that hard to do every day when you're in a little bit of shape, but. Once you're completely out, it just seems awful. You got to ramp up, and it's a slow ramp. A slow, slow ramp. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like the worst idea in the world every day. How about tomorrow I do this? Maybe if I got a different pair of workout pants, maybe then I would do it. <laughs> I'll stop by Target on the way home. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've been trying to really just up my something every day, something beyond just walking. I try to do push-ups, or I've been doing a lot of body weight squats lately. I've been trying to do stuff because I've been trying to remind myself it's not an option. you got to do it. How about body weight squat? Does that just mean squatting? Yeah, without any extra weights on. Okay. Yeah. How about wrestling with my conscience? Is that burning calories? <laughs> You ever done any body weight walking or body weight (laughs) jumping jacks or body? Oh, please, please, the fancy talk. It's to distinguish between putting some weight on your shoulders. To distinguish between blah and blah. Please, jabber, jabber. Oh, man, I can't, can't catch a break. Just Nelson Munsus. Forget it. Here's uh, final thoughts with me. Why is him now? Shut up. Steve Boy presents. Final thoughts 
with Armstrong and Getty. That is almost a good, uh, what's his name from Remains of the Day? The old fellow, the Brit. Anthony Hopkins? That's him. Marshall Phillips, <laughs> what's your final thoughts, sir? Well, i got to tell you, it was this time, one week ago, a surgery team was reviving me after my Armstrong and Getty's show, Sports Related Injuries Operation. This time, one week ago. And I made it through today's show with no pain pills right up until now. Thank you. <laughs> you just took a pain pill. Awesome. There you oh, go. Oh, boy. I'll give Party you a... is on. I give you five bucks for one of those. Michelangelo, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, you can burn 300 calories by taking a rag, going out to your garage, waxing off that old Nordic track machine you have, and then shipping it off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, Senator Chuck Grassley wants to require sexual harassment training for the entire Senate. And from my understanding, they already know how to do it. I don't know if extra training is required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, do you have a final thought? Um, I suggest everyone wait until the tax plan is out and look at it in its totality before you start screaming and yelling about various things that are going to cost you more money. That's what I'm going to try to do because you got to take in the whole pack. The only way we're ever going to get tax reform is if you're willing to look at the whole thing. There's a bunch of individual stuff that's leaked out today. I already hate from a dollars and cents standpoint. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear a lot of bold dung in the next couple of days about the tax code and the rich and blah, blah, blah. Ignore it. Just keep in mind how mobbed up both political parties are. Read that article by Donna Brazil. I'm no great fan of hers politically because I disagree with everything she she believes in, or a lot of it anyway. Good for her for writing this book, though. But Oh, it's an amazing expose about how mobbed up the DNC was. Of course, I think her politics lean more Bernie than Hillary, yeah. so she's probably pretty unhappy the way that turned out. Right. Well, I'm glad somebody's uh, calling it out. Got all those young people cheering in all those stadiums should be up in arms over that. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Party all night long and somehow make yeah. an 8 o'clock flight. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.